Welcome to Two Songs, One Couple, where a geeky metalhead husband swaps songs with his nerdy country girl wife. Grab a drink, get comfy, and join us on our musical chat. Hello, sir. Hi. So, what's up? How about them Shit's Creeks? Shit's Creek is a good show. <laughs> We're staying really relevant here. <laughs> we have been binging that show for what, like the past two weeks or so? I wasn't on board with the show in the beginning. You seem to like it, so I'm going to give this a chance. And, and you know, even though I didn't find it funny at first, because the first season, like many shows, it struggles to find its identity in the first season. Like if you think about all the shows we've seen. The Office, the first season is not the greatest. Yeah, true. The, the Simpsons, that first season is really rough. Uh-huh. Parks and Rec, which we've tried at least three times to get into. But after the show finds itself, it gets really good. And yeah, totally. With Shit's Creek. What kept me engaged is I did like the story, specifically how they deal with sexuality, mm-hmm. um, sexual orientation. Yeah. And one of the characters, the son in the show, he is pansexual yes and the show addressed it and the show defined it i haven't seen any show even mention that yeah because this is something i haven't seen represented on screen yeah and they didn't dwell on it they didn't make it some overly dramatic moment it was seamlessly integrated into the show just like it would in real life i think and yeah i thought it was cool and beyond the first season the show has found its its style its footing hilarious yeah and it's like our kind of like snarky humor. A little self-deprecating, little snarky, little shits. Yeah. So the premise is a family that was super rich. They got their fortune stolen from them. And the only thing they own is this town, Chits Creek. And so they move into the town and they move into this dumpy motel. They're forced to go from riches to rags. And the show addresses their adjustment to that life. Yeah. That whole first season, you're just thinking, like, these people are pieces of shit. <laughs> but then you find out that they have a real heart and they're evolving as the show goes on. Yes. And that's really interesting. Yeah. And I think it's relatable right now because I imagine everybody is kind of going through something right now coming out of 2020. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. So whether or not it's financial or it's just this mental craziness with the pandemic or whatever it is, you're going through something. I'm willing to put money on the fact that you have gone through something in 2020 and that you can use and relate to some lighthearted entertainment that also is going through something. Yeah, they're adjusting just like how we went from doing essentially what we want to we have to stay in our homes. It's analogous where they went from huge mansion to shut-ins in this town right and they're adjusting to it and they're finding new ways to replace the things that they had before yeah and it's more quality over quantity yes very sweet it's a very sweet show
The song I gave to you is called Happy House by Ghost Bath. It is off their 2015 album Moon Lover, re-released in 2016 after they signed to a major label. What are your first impressions of the song? Oh boy. Happy House sure is happy. (laughs) (sighs) Initial impressions are not awesome. It's a pretty depressing song. There are some odd vocals. Vocals are definitely not a spotlight. I got the sense that this was like somebody going through a tantrum mm-hmm. <laughs> or like mm-hmm. a period of sadness where in the very beginning they're like tantrum crying like like right? So like a crow? A crow? <laughs> I did write caca. <gasps> yes. I actually did write caca on my notes. The vocals, there's no words. It's just sounds, right? It's a lot of crowing. Yep. It reminds me in the very beginning of like ugly crying and screams and a toddler like being like, like, why, 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 why? And then it slowly transitions to the part where, okay, the toddler's starting to get a little tired now. And so it's like (laughs) hiccup cries. (laughs) You're trying to like calm yourself down at that point. And then you're like, wait, no, I shouldn't be calming myself down. You're the wrong one. And I'm going to be angry again and cry again. And then it transitions into exhausted tears. And then you sleep. That was the uh, journey that this song took me on. It's interesting. Yeah, I was interested to see how you would interpret it because there's no lyrics. No. It's all wails or screams and music and cacaws. So without any lyrics, you don't necessarily know what the song is about. But Mm -hmm. you still extrapolated meaning from it based on the sounds that you heard. It's a very dark sounding song and lots of minor keys. Very, very slow drums mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. The drums don't actually start to kick in and get interesting until maybe the middle to the to the end. Mm-hmm. There's a section that definitely reminds me of the sleepy song on Lateralis. don't know what that is you're not missing anything um but yeah you are (laughs) no we'll talk about that maybe later it's called the damn sleepy song for a reason okay i hear what you're saying yeah i can see that tool being an influence but yeah what i took away is this reminds me when i'm having a really really bad day and i'm really upset and i'm like pissed off and crying and then i'm eventually getting over that and passing out Okay, yeah, that's a very good interpretation. That's exactly what drew me to this. Um, did you interpret it similarly or did you have a different experience? No, it's it's very similar. I described the vocals as a little boy fell down a well, broke his leg and arm, and he can't climb out. After three days of uh, dying slowly, Jesus, he dies, and his ghost is now screaming for help in that well. Oh my God. Just like screaming up, like, help me, but no one can hear him. Yeah, okay, so let me step back and talk about the band. Yeah. So the name of the band is Ghost Bath, and the meaning of that is dying by drowning yourself. 
Yeah, like, suicide by drowning. If you've seen those movies where like some character just kind of walks into the lake. Yeah. And then they don't pop back up and they mm-hmm. die. It's They're like never that. seen again. Ophelia is a good example too from William Shakespeare tragedy Hamlet where uh, she goes insane and goes do 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 and then falls into a river and drowns. Uh-huh. Kind of like that. This is a very uplifting um, song. Oh, it sure is. And the, the <laughs> genre is depressive suicidal black metal. Oh, Jesus. Well, they nailed that one like right on the head. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I have very mixed feelings about this band. I love the music, but I hate their origin story. And let me tell you why. Okay. I think it was in 2015, there was news about this band from China. Mm-hmm. And it appealed to me because there's not much metal music that comes out of China. Yeah. So it was exciting to me to hear about this band from China. Okay. So since there's no words, I mean, it's easy to believe that this band's from China. Yeah. Because they're not speaking any language. Uh-oh. I, um, I sense a twist in the story soon. And so they were, there was a Chinese label, they're called Pest Productions, uh-huh. was interested in this band from China. Because that's what they do. They sign bands, small independent bands from China. Eventually, it came to light that they're not from China. They're from North Dakota. Oh, that's shitty they even went so far as to write like a press release in broken english oh god to pretend that they're chinese are they asian are they even no. asian oh fart guys that's not okay yeah, not okay um, many levels not okay yeah and so the chinese label they were pissed but they should be they signed sort of a deal with them and they're like since they're such a small label i think it would have been worse for them financially to back out whatever the reason is they went forward with this band even though full well knowing they're not from china And they're kind of assholes for pretending to be. When I found out, this is after I listened to their music, and I'm like, that's that's probably not cool. But I still like the music, and I thought maybe there will be a chance for them to explain themselves. And then their explanation, or really I've come to find that it's basically one guy. To back up a little more, uh, Black Metal does have a history of quote-unquote, being anonymous, that band Immortal. There were three band members, and the main guy is Aboth. That's not his real name, obviously, right? Uh-huh. Anonymity is a big part of black metal. Okay. So there's that history there. And then he went on about privacy, and I have a right to privacy, so on and so forth. But you so. don't have the right to pretend to be a different culture right. just for publicity and to get ahead in your job. Yes. <laughs> That then, is not okay. Yeah, he even said in an interview talking shit about the press and how the press was so invasive when it is the press that turned me onto the band in the first place. Yeah, right? I, I was so curious. So it's like, what? This guy's kind of a douche. He used the press in somebody else's culture in order to get himself ahead. And now he's bitching about the fact that the press wants to know him and know why, yeah. right? Like, you can't have both, buddy. Right. <laughs> and there was never any formal apology, as far as I know, that made me super sad. But, you know, I still liked this album. I was just hoping there would be some sort of apology, kind of like I fucked up sort of thing. Yeah. And I can't find the interview now because the, the podcast is dead. Mm-hmm. He was a guest on a podcast. It didn't sound like he had this grand plan in his head to like, I'm going to exploit the media and pretend we're Chinese to get ahead. It just kind of sounded like he stumbled in it. Dumb luck. Like he was just kind of like, oh, we're going to pretend to be Chinese as kind of a... A shtick. Shtick, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a joke that... An inappropriate joke that went too far. That went too far that he didn't <laughs> know how to back out of. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, just take responsibility. I mean, we all make mistakes, right? Yeah. If so, he had outright said, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, I made a mistake. I didn't mean to offend. I didn't think all that much into it. Then people would have accepted it, I think. 
I would have accepted that because, I mean, there's worse things you could do as totally. a band member to offend me. I guess the irony here is their meteoric rise was not quite as meteoric because the first time I saw them, there were maybe 10 people in the crowd. So it's mediocre rise. <laughs> mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> and I saw them a second time and there were more people. I think there were 20 to 30 people. Well, that kind of makes sense with this song because, I don't know, this dude sounds like a big toddler in like <laughs> adult pants so but what appealed to me about it is it came out in a year where we were going through a lot of changes in our lives it was 2015 mm-hmm. that year we were in limbo we moved out of our condo we were buying a house or trying to buy a house. we were trying to buy a house we didn't have our roots set mm-hmm. uh, one of my uncles passed away that year yeah some other shit that was going on and this was comforting it's just so depressing and it matched how i was feeling at the time yeah i can see that that totally makes sense the background that you shared, though, makes me not like it even more. I know. <laughs> that still makes me so conflicted about this band. I think if you just take the song out of any context, like just look at the song, just listen to the song, it's not bad. But with that history, man. Yeah. That man, really, oh, man. That really um, <laughs> adds a pound of shit to the bed. Yeah, it does. But the bed is comfy, you know? <laughs> and you're so tired. And you're tired and you just want to wrap yourself in the blanket, even though it smells like but that's a very good explanation (laughs) um okay what would you rate this out of five little boy tantrums so before you told me the backstory i was gonna give it a three okay it's okay that's higher than i thought yeah i am a very generous soul peter okay whatever (laughs) (laughs) but now hearing the backstory i'm gonna give it a big fat one it's one of those things once again where i'm trying to separate the art from the artist yeah the music is, it's smart in a way that there's no words, so you can assign your own meaning to it. They're not going to alienate their audience that way. It's just music, whatever it means to you. And what it means to me is that it entered my life in a time where I lost one of my uncles and we weren't quite stable in our home because we were moving around. Yeah. I just throw this on and made me feel a little better. Yeah. And that's what it means to me. Marina and the Diamonds from 2012 from her album Electra Heart. What did you think? It's good. <laughs> it's really good, actually. Wow. Yeah. When I first listened to it, I thought it was okay. 
upon subsequent listens, it grew on me. Yeah, it's a nice little pop bop. <laughs> so you and I were totally like mind melding when we chose songs this week because you chose a song that helped you through a specific time in your life and you could totally interpret it any way you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I did something similar, unknowingly. We did not plan this. Where this song in particular really helped me through a tough time in my professional career. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny because this song is really about romantic relationship gone wrong or that one person has feelings for another person and that other person doesn't really feel the same way. Yeah. It's like friends with benefits that went wrong. It's friends with benefits where one person has stronger feelings than the other. Yes. And they want more. And yes. the other person's just like, no, I just want, I just want your body. Yeah. <laughs> just when it's convenient for that person. Right. So that's what the song is really about. Mm -hmm. But for me, at that point in my life, I was going through a really tough time at my job. Mm -hmm. I needed to leave. And so for me, I listened to this song over and over and over again when I was at work. I think that last year I was at that place. And it really just helped me push through because it was a really bad fit. Let's just say that. Yeah. I had been there. I had put in my time. I'd been there five years at that point. And so my last year there, it just got really, really bad. And I needed to realize that I deserved better and I could do better. But I needed the strength and the confidence to know that I could leave it. Yeah. And I could move on with my career and I could still move up. This song actually helped me get through that. Portions of the lyrics where it's like, you're never going to love me. So what's the use? So what's the point in playing a game you're going to lose? I took that and I grabbed it and I was like, yeah, screw you, company. You're never going to love me. Yeah. <laughs> it was less about a man or a significant other and it was more about a job for me. And then more lyrics where it's like, you're too proud to say that you've made a mistake. You're a coward to the end. I don't want to admit that we're not going to fit. That was like me talking to myself where mm -hmm. I'm like, God damn it, Sam. Stop being so scared to move on and just take that leap and just go. <laughs> Give your two weeks notice, leave the right way, and then fucking leave all that behind you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's interesting interpretation of this song because I took it at its base. Yeah. Meaning where it's one person loves the other and the other one's just a casual hookup. Yeah. Because there's lyrics like, you only ever touch me in the dark. Yeah. Only if we're drinking, then you see my spark. Yep. Yeah, it's very sad. It is. I don't know if your previous work touched you in that way. But... No, never touched me in the dark. <laughs> no. But they definitely did not see my spark. Yes, yes. You took out certain words of the song and assigned your own meaning to it. And yeah. That's really kind of what it's all about. There was enough in the song to really speak to me in that time in my life. Like the whole lies, the chorus, lies, 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 lies. I definitely absorbed that and felt some way about that. And it helped me get through that period. Yeah. Along with other things like my fantastic husband. Oh, I'm so awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a very good example of self-interpretation of music. Yeah, it's a good song. I really like it. And I am a metalhead, but I do have a very soft spot for pop. And this is pop that's well done. I looked her up. She has dropped her and the diamonds. Yes. She moniker. Is... She's now just Marina. Mm -hmm. Correct. She's just Marina now. Her reason was she's ushering a new era of her life or something. I don't know. So she I... changed her name. But her name is Marina Diamandis. Diamandis. And she's part Welsh and part Greek. So when I hear Diamandis, that's Greek in yeah. my head. Yes. But she's from Wales. I've learned is not the same as England. Or no, not the same. Yeah, not the same as England. It's a part of England. It's a part of UK. 
Yeah, it's a part of the United Kingdom, which a lot of people refer to as Britain and right. England. Right, I still struggle <laughs> with that region of the world. There's, I do too. I've kind of always thought Wales was just kind of a region of England. Yeah, me like, too. This is a lesson for me in geography. Still kind of struggle with all those terms, UK, British, English, Welsh. I'm trying to be better. Because like, people may refer to me as Chinese, for example. And I'm like, no, that's not okay. I'm Vietnamese. Or, you know, you know, Asian, that's okay too. There's a lot of pride in where you're, you or your family's from. True. And so you just kind of want people to know that I'm True. Vietnamese. So yeah. if I'm doing the same thing and saying you're all British, right? I don't want to be like that. I want to be better and understand that Wales is a separate country. And um, have you listened to any of our new you know, stuff? Love I, and Fear? I, I just realized, like in preparation for this podcast, that she has some new stuff. So I listened really briefly to her latest single. That was released this year. I was thinking of the one in 2019. I didn't realize she had something new. I listened to it once and it was it was okay. I'm willing to listen a little bit more, which is a lot for me. I don't have much to say on that other than it's there and I'll check it out probably. I checked out her other music and I thought it was pretty good, but this is probably her best song. Yeah. Her vocal stylings. I wasn't quite sure I was going to like it. I don't know how to explain it. Kind of like a, like a throaty share kind of. <laughs> yeah. it's a little throaty it's definitely not the whisper singing that is super popular right now but it's not overly throaty it's not shakira let's say that exactly yeah Yeah, thank you for walking me through that that's exactly what i was trying to to reach at and you know but i got over that pretty quickly it's good i really like it oh i also like there's like this background vocal it's just going ah yes (laughs) like that part um, it's like a churchy like yeah, kind of. Almost like an organ kinda there. Like, yeah, kind of like that. Uh-huh. Um, it's something I didn't pick up on right away. And then, you know, the more I listen to it, it's like, oh, I'm hearing this now. And... Yeah, I do like that. Well, awesome. Look at that, man. We don't have a lot to talk about when we both like the song. <laughs> I know. I should talk shit. This is a super interesting well, part of the podcast, you. I watched her video for the first time yesterday. Uh-huh. And it's just like her being like all emo. And it's like a, <laughs> a, like a very long take yes. of her singing. Uh, it's just... Black and white video of her, you know, just her face. Yeah. Doing the whole first verse. And then it switches to her in like a hotel room or something. Yeah. I thought she filmed it now because of the way she's just by herself. I thought this was a pandemic thing. (laughs) But no, this was in 2012. Okay. I think that's everything I have. Awesome. So out of how many lies would you rate this song? I give it a five out of five. Perfect score. (gasps) Is this the first time? This is the first time. Wait, let me think about uh-uh. Pretty sure not because you're a big meanie. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes. You finally gave me a good song. That's uh, what it is. I'm giving you lots of good songs. Five out of five lies. I'm a big sucker for pop when it's done well, and this is done well. Yay! High five to me. Thank you for listening to Two Songs, One Couple. If you like what you hear and you want more, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Two Songs, One Couple.com, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you very much. Bye.
Alright, let's do this. <laughs> the last final one, recording. The last one. Can't let you go. Can't let you go. What oh. are we gonna eat for lunch now? <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs>